Good morning, people of God. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. So blessed that we are all together to uh, worship and give thanks to our God. We appreciate all of you joining us online, whether in person or later in the recording. Today we, of course, are celebrating Holy Communion, so hopefully on your way in you received a communion cup. Uh, we invite you to grab some wine and grape juice or, or you know, some bread. Wait. Bread and wine or grape juice. Thank you. Yes. Or just juice and wine. You can do that too. Why not? It's going to be it's one of those mornings. <laughs> Whew. All right. Uh, a couple of quick announcements before we jump into worship. Uh, first, it is with a uh, heavy heart that uh, just want to share our hearts, uh, uh, just our prayers for the family of Mark Sotomayor. Uh, Mark was our drummer for a very long time. Uh, he always uh, had the hat on backwards and the sunglasses because the sun was always shining bright in this place. Um, 43 years old, and he was found dead this last week. Uh, so our thoughts go out to Lee and to uh, his mom, Judy, and uh, Aunt Gail, and all the family. As, uh, you know, we just celebrate his life today. So again, one more, maybe a reminder, opportunity for us to uh, give thanks for the people who are in our lives. And uh, to not let another moment be taken for granted. You know, use today, uh, this Memorial uh, uh, Sunday for us, um, to just give thanks to those people who are in our lives. And let them know it this weekend. Uh, reminder that we will be having outdoor worship on July 11th at the 11 o'clock service with ice cream to follow. If that's not enough reason for you to show up for that outdoor service, I don't know what will. Uh, also, our Monday night service will resume in eight days as we are honoring Memorial Day tomorrow night. Uh, and speaking of Memorial Day, let us pray. Dear God, on this Memorial Day... We come before you with grateful hearts, remembering the sacrifices made by those who served our country and gave their lives for our freedoms. We pray for the families and loved ones of those who have lost their lives in service to our nation. May they find comfort and peace in your loving care. We ask that you watch over and protect the men and women who continue to serve in our armed forces. Give them strength, courage, and wisdom as they work to defend our country and people across the globe. We also pray for our leaders that they may have the wisdom and compassion to make decisions that honor the sacrifices of those who have gone before us. We ask all this in God's holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. Let us pray. Oh God, on this day, you open the hearts of your faithful people by sending into us your Holy Spirit. Direct us by the light of that Spirit, that we may have a right judgment in all things and rejoice at all times in your peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, 
brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't it interesting how quickly time flies? You ever notice that in your own lives? That hit me yesterday as I was once again reading our Bible reading for today on this Pentecost Sunday, which we will get the chance to read this amazing story that happened all those years ago that continues to happen today. The last time I preached on this text was three years ago. Now just picture three years ago in your own mind's eye. Three years ago, we were in the heart of the pandemic, still not knowing if we should be worshiping in person or or just from our TVs, if we should even be around other people yet, all out of caring for our loved ones. We had loved ones get sick, very sick, sometimes even die not being able to celebrate their lives or or mourn their loss together. We had friendships and relationships strain and worries and anxieties flying through the roof. Three years ago, almost to the day, George Floyd was murdered on the streets of Minneapolis. May 25th, 2020 sparking an entire world of emotions and hatred and violence and protests and movements and awareness and change, polarizing our nation between needing to choose between pro-police or Black Lives Matters as if you can only choose just one. Three years ago, the political stage was lighting up like it had never done before, gearing up for yet another brutal election phase, rounding into the final six months. Three years. How time flies. And throughout all this time, we've adapted, we've progressed, and at times we've regressed. We've survived and some of us have even thrived and maybe most of us are somewhere in between. And as we look at our lives now, maybe maybe not so much has changed. Sure, COVID is less of a concern maybe, but, but still so many things in life have us concerned and worried and anxious and, and maybe even scared. And in the midst of this whirlwind of life, here we are. I think it's worth taking a moment right now and just taking a deep breath, right, as we acknowledge these past three years. So just take a couple of deep breaths with me right now. We've been through a lot. Our ability to breathe, either physically, emotionally, spiritually, even metaphorically, is what gives us life. And when we can't, when when we struggle to even take that breath, life is taken from us. And I believe in my heart of hearts that when we struggle to take that next breath, God is the one who provides it for us. And that God's, that, that breath, from God is truly what gives us life. And that is what we are lifting up and celebrating today on this day of Pentecost. 
It's what it's all about, the retelling of a story that happened nearly 2,000 years ago, but yet still happens today. In the midst of disciples who were likely struggling with what to do next, in the midst of people who were conquered and in oppression of another power, God breathed on His people, bringing new life. So we're going to read about this from the book of Acts chapter 2. I invite you to follow along on the screen. This is also uh, uh, just a little funny aside. This is the, probably the one story that most lay readers fear the most. And you'll know why in just a little bit. We'll all just kind of chuckle together as, we're, as I'm reading these names. When the day of Pentecost had come, they, meaning the disciples, were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came the sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Hold on, are are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. See what I'm saying? In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, Well, they're just filled with new wine. (laughs) But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit. And even they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a story. The breath of God, the Holy Spirit unleashed into the lives of God's people, creating new life. 
Now this breath itself was not new. It had always been around. The ancient Jewish idea of the Spirit of God was expressed in the Hebrew word ruach. Everyone say ruach. Right? Now kind of wipe the spit off the person in front of you, right? Ruach. It literally means breath. So in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, in the very first chapter, in the second verse, the author of Genesis writes that the earth was a formless void, empty. While darkness was on the surface of the deep, the ruach, the very breath of God, hovered over the surface of that nothingness. So right from the get-go, the ruach of God is present. It was an active force creating life where, where it didn't previously exist. And when the New Testament was, was written and translated into Greek, ruach became the Greek word pneuma. Everyone say pneuma. Once again, that word pneuma means breath. Breath of God, the Spirit. Only this time, from our reading in Acts, pneuma describes the rush of a violent wind. The Spirit of God once again blowing in the world to create life. All of this makes me think of the 1939 classic film, The Wizard of Oz. Has anyone here not seen The Wizard of Oz? I would hate to spoil it for you, but if you haven't seen it by now, good Lord, what are you waiting for? What an amazing story where there's a powerful wind, right? Maybe we'll even call it a ruach or a pneuma. In the form of a tornado comes in a Dorothy Gale's drab, dull, void of color life. And it lifts her out of her place, spins her around, disorients her, and drops her smack dab in the middle of a whole new world where she has this important mission to do. In this new world, nothing is the same as it had been before the wind came. There's beauty and wonder and vibrancy, the likes of which Dorothy had never seen before, but there's also danger. As Dorothy is faced with these new dangers, she meets others along the way who have have exactly the gifts that she needs, wisdom, compassion, and courage, Gifts that these characters thought that they didn't even possess. And in the end, Dorothy, along with her friends, accomplish this incredibly unlikely mission. And it gets her the opportunity to go back home to tell others about it. The reason why this movie came to mind this morning is because I can't help but wonder if God's ruach, God's pneuma, is blowing all around us right now. Not unlike the tornado in The Wizard of Oz, so much of life still feels disorienting, like wind blowing so fast that it's difficult to even take a deep breath. Have you ever done that before? Have you, have you ever stuck your head outside of a car when it's going really fast, not while you're driving, right? Right? You've done that before? Is it easy to breathe? Not at first, right? I always, I love doing that as a kid. 
And you know, back then, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks lately on, you know, Gen Xers and those of us who grew up in the late 70s, early 80s and all the things that we experienced like sitting in the back of a pickup truck while it's going 80 miles an hour down the highway, right? Because we could. And sticking your head up just a little bit and, and at first you just couldn't breathe because it was so, so fast. And you had to kind of train yourself to, to slow your breathing in a way that it became easier. Maybe some of you with CPAP machines have experienced that. It's just like driving down a highway in the back of a pickup truck, right? CPAPs. But I distinctly remember every time I've ever done that, it was hard to breathe. The rush of the wind was so strong that it was difficult to even take a breath. And then as I'm thinking over these past three years, God's Ruach, God's Numa, the Holy Spirit feels like she's blowing just as hard as she ever has, which can certainly make it hard to take a breath. There's a lot of people that I know who are still trying to take a deep breath lately. But nonetheless, the Spirit has come and brings new life. And this rush of a violent wind still blows today, creating something new in our midst. In the face of our national and economic hardships, God's breath is blowing. Not only leading us to depend more on each other and more on God's provision, but hopefully also leading us into a future where we can better plan financially for our families or for our country. So that so many of us won't be living paycheck to paycheck. In the face of the tragic social injustices of racism, sexism, ageism, and homophobia that still exist here in 2023 that plague our nation, God's breath is blowing. Leading us to confront hatred and hopefully driving us to rekindle the fight for freedoms for all people. And not only is the Spirit blowing, but the Spirit is begging us to partner together with God to help create a new way of life in our country where where how we are born doesn't affect how we are treated. On this day of Pentecost, we lift up the retelling of how God's breath came in like the rush of a violent wind that brought the ability for voices to be heard in a whole new way. Voices that proclaim to the world the love that God has for God's people found in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just think about those disciples for a moment. Those disciples turned apostles on this day all those years ago. They were living in fear. The stories that that come up to this story, remember? Jesus shows up to the disciples when they are cowering in fear in that upper room. And Thomas wasn't there. So the next week Jesus came again and Thomas was there. And they were still locked up in that place. Where does our reading start today? They're all together in a room. Living in fear. Fear of not knowing what would happen next. Maybe, maybe they're not even living here. Maybe they're just existing. 
at that moment in time, afraid to even step foot outside in case they would be spotted or identified as a follower of Jesus. That's where they were. These were the people God worked through on that day that we call Pentecost. People not unlike you and me. People who sometimes let fear dictate how they live. People who felt ill-equipped without having Jesus in their midst. People who didn't know that they could make a difference if they stepped foot outside of their wall. And yet, when they allowed the Ruach and the Numa of God to lead them out, they literally changed the world. Bringing hope and light into the darkness of so many people. On this day, may that very same breath fill your lungs and give you the courage to speak a word of acceptance, forgiveness, and love for each other and for everyone you come across. May we all be open today to experiencing the power of God's breath. But as we are to also acknowledge that we have no more control over where it blows than Dorothy did. There will be times when we too feel like we are all spun around and disoriented. There will be times when we will be scratching our heads and saying to ourselves, I'm certainly not in Kansas today. But also like Dorothy, we will be surrounded by the amazing gifts of God's Ruach in this world. And we'll slowly discover that the Spirit has been with us the entire time, surrounding us, within us, filling us with the ability to create something new. May it be so with each and every one of us today as well. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of today. Just want to acknowledge right now, Lord, how amazing it is to even take a breath. And and by, by taking that breath means that today we have life. And may we be so moved today by you and your Holy Spirit that, that we might not take that moment for granted, that every breath that we take gives us more and more courage and excitement to want to help someone, to want to tell someone else about you. Because just like those disciples, Lord, we, we let fear run our lives some days. We, we get those thoughts in our minds that, well, what can I really do? Well... We're exactly the kind of people that you use throughout the Bible and throughout all of time. People who you have claimed as your own. People whom you have given a new name to, child of God. People that you have given a mission to. To get outside of these walls. To let our fears shake off. And just get busy loving and living for you. Today we ask for your spirit to be 
blowing in each and every one of us, leading us to new life and new opportunities all around us. May we see this beautiful world in technicolor colors and just get excited about all that you have in store for us today. We ask all of this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. Please stand as you are able. United in the hope and joy of the resurrection, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Passionate God, you sent your spirit through the gifts of fire, wind, and the word. As you equipped the disciples for their work, equip us to bring the good news to all those who long for you. God of grace, hear our prayer. Restoring God, wind and flame bring life and destruction throughout the world. Renew the face of this earth. God of grace, hear our prayer. Merciful God, you anoint us with your spirit. Bless nurses, doctors, midwives, chaplains, counselors, and hospice workers as they care for those in need. We pray for all who seek your comfort today, especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. For John and Laura. For David. God of grace, hear our prayer. Generous God, you impart a variety of gifts. Set aflame the desire to learn from one another, especially those who differ from us. Make your presence known through missionaries, peace workers, and through the outreach ministries of our synod and our community of faith. God of grace, hear our prayer. Life-giving God, we give thanks for those who have died to new life in you, especially from Mark. As we observe Memorial Day, we remember those who died in military service, comfort all who mourn, and usher in a world where the war is no more. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times where we have failed to live as we are called and invited to live. And so I invite you to uh, use the words on the screen along with me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, 
give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for His sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion cups or for those of you at home to grab your bread and your juice or wine. I said it right that time. Yay. <laughs> As we prepare our hearts to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say... Amen. Finally, thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings uh, to help support our ministries and the amazing work that God does through us. Uh, for those of you joining us online, at the end of the service will be a QR code. Use your phone, camera, that'll take you right to it. For those of you here, there's buckets on the way out. Just know that every little bit truly does add up to helping us make a difference in this world. May you now receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Amen. May that fire burn brightly in your heart this week and may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.